hello and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. Listen, I want to thank you guys for clicking play on this episode today. You see the title. Today we're talking about Jesus Christ. Uh, and I, I can't say Jesus Christ on an episode without including this little snippet right here. Jesus Christ. Oh, I love this guy so much, man. But we're talking about Jesus Christ. And I want to do what we want to do in this episode is simply we cannot and it is impossible for us to go over all the light and revelation in scripture on what it means that Jesus is the Christ, right? There is no possible way that we can exhaust all the light. There is no way. Well, what this podcast is meant to do is point you in the right direction. And what, what really what the podcast is meant to do is spur you on. When we're talking about things that are going on in the world and culture, when we're talking about overcoming, uh, whether it's talking about should a Christian drink alcohol, whether it's talking about um, masturbation, whether it's, I, we, these are things we've talked about, by the way. Listen, we, no shame in the game. Uh, what does the Bible say about it? Not, not what religion says about it. What does the Bible say about it? Whether we're talking about the slogan, no justice, no peace. When we're talking about all these different things that not only happen in the world and culture as the episodes that I've listed, but also what goes on in Christendom, what goes on in these things that become tradition and religion, just like the term Jesus Christ, because we have turned it from the authority and the name of Jesus Christ into a terminology, into a a, a little, a nice little bow to put on your prayer. No, it's more than that. It's a reality. And so what the purpose of podcasts like this episode and previous episodes where we talked about some of these types of things is not to do all your studying for you, but to simply point you in the right direction where the Holy Spirit can begin to do a work in you and you look it up for yourself. Does that make sense? Uh, I, I am not. And no other minister is meant to replace the Holy Spirit in your life. You do not come the greater than podcast uh, so you don't have to study and read your bible yourself you understand what this is meant to do is get you to a place where i arm you with some scriptures that you can look up and reference and you go on a deep dive yourself as the holy spirit leads you because in 2023 what are we doing we're setting the lord before us Mm, I felt something on that. That's good right there. Uh, we're setting the Lord before us. We're following after him uh, because his path drips with fatness. Okay, today we're talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, we love you, God. I tell you, I love doing that. I, okay, that's the last time, I promise. Last time, I just had to do it again. I love it so much. And so let's dig into it here. Um leave a review and a comment on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already for Greater Than Podcasts. That's what helps us to go and grow and, and other people get to see and hear what the Lord is doing here. Acts 17, starting in verse 2 uh, through verse 3. Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them for three Sabbaths, reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that the Christ 
had to suffer and rise again from the dead and saying, this Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ. The word Christ means anointed one, Messiah, the anointed one. In the Old Testament, God anointed three groups of people, prophets, priests, and kings. Let's look at some verses here that that back this up. Acts 30 and verse 30 says this, and you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. Notice Aaron and his sons were to be anointed. They were anointed to be priests. In 1 Kings 19, 16, it says, you shall also anoint Jehun. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Probably butchered it, but oh, oh well, the son of that person. Look it up for yourself. Uh, if I'm not going to do all your study for you, I'm definitely not going to do all of your pronunciation for you. You understand? Oh my goodness. Anoint him as king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of, of Shaphath, I believe that's how you pronounce that, of of uh, of Abel, whatever. I'm telling you, man, you had to look it up yourself, brother. You shall anoint as prophet in your place. A fun little thing I want to throw in here. He said, you'll anoint Elisha prophet in your place. That word place means office, room. Here's an Old Testament uh, looking and viewpoint on the office of the prophet. Remember, there are different offices uh, that Paul talks about. God, when when Jesus ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. God was uh, the, God's gift to man was Jesus. uh, And Jesus gave the Holy Spirit and uh, with also, the, you see that there are gifts that God gives in scripture. There are gifts that Jesus has given, and there are gifts that the Holy Spirit. Now, they're three in one, but there there are verses. Well, see, that's a whole nother episode right there. See there, I can't do that studying for you. I'm just giving you things to, to just look up, ain't I? Golly, calm down, Elijah. Man, you got them all over the place. Uh, but the, the gifts that Jesus has given to the church is these offices. And one of those offices, one of those precious offices is the office of the prophet. And that's what we see here in the Old Testament. We see you shall anoint Elisha. God's talking to Elijah. You'll anoint Elisha uh, as prophet in your place, in your room, in your office. Uh, Jesus is the anointed one. He is anointed, watch this, as our prophet, priest, and king, because these were the only three groups that God anointed in scripture. Now, God's spirit would come upon different laymen that we see, laymen, just ordinary people that we see in scripture. We understand that, but we're talking about the term anointed or anointing that would come upon the prophet, the priest, and the king. We see in Deuteronomy 18, 18, God's prophesying uh, to Moses, uh, through Moses, about the coming of Jesus Christ, the anointed one. I will raise up from them a prophet like you. This is God talking to Moses. I'll raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren. And I will watch this, watch this, watch it, watch it, watch it. Here's, here's the office of the prophet here. Here's what a prophet is supposed to be doing. Let me say it like that. I will raise up for, you, for for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and I will put my words 
in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. In John 12, 49, it says this, Jesus is talking here, and I believe that he's confirming the fact that he is this prophet. Because what did, it, what did God say that this prophet would do? This prophet will speak the words that I put in his mouth. Oh, my goodness. And he'll speak to them all that I command him. Jesus said in John 12, 49, I do not speak on my own authority. The father who sent me has, watch this, commanded me what to say. Watch this. Ooh, I love this part and how to say. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you the anointing not only gives you the ability and, and gives you the know-with-all, gives you the uh, quickening, gives you the ability to know what to say, but also how to say it. Zechariah 6.13 says this, talking about Jesus here, another prophecy about our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory and shall sit and rule on his throne. That sounds like king, right? Jesus is king. I mean, Jesus is king. Shout out to Kanye West, man. Jesus is king. He shall sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be, watch this, a priest on his throne and the council of peace shall be between them both. Notice he says that he shall reign as, excuse me, he shall reign on his throne. He shall be a priest on his throne. He'll rule on his throne. He will be a priest on his throne. It's combining the two offices of the priest and the king, talking about the Lord Jesus. He says that the council of peace will be between them. The council of peace shall be between. What, what does this mean? This means the council of peace shall be between Jesus and the Father, right? Uh, you, could, you could say it like this. Peace will be provided by the branch holding the twofold office of king and priest. You could say it like this. Peace, I'm going to say that again and read it again. Priest will be, excuse me, peace will be provided by the branch holding the twofold office of king and priest. One more time. Peace will be provided by the branch, or the, the, the Bible refers to Jesus as branch, but I, I, what I like a little better here is divine, because that's what Jesus refers to himself as uh, in John 15. So let's read it. Let's say it like that in light of what Jesus himself said. Peace will be provided by the vine holding the twofold office of king and priest. Where do we see this type in the Old Testament? King and priest. Hebrews reveals to us that Jesus in Hebrews 6 verse 20, wherefore the forerunner has entered for us. That's this, that priestly, uh, this, this royal hood, uh, this priestly royal hood that Jesus has. Jesus Christ operates in wherefore the forerunner has entered for us. Even Jesus having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. 
So Jesus is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, not after the order of Aaron, but after the order of Melchizedek. This means that the priestly role that Jesus occupies does not look the same as what we see in Aaron's priesthood, the reign of Aaron, which during the reign of Aaron, I'm just going to throw this in there because I just love doing it, making somebody upset. During the reign of Aaron was when all these laws and rules were in, were put into place concerning tithing. But Jesus is not the high priest after the order of Aaron. Jesus is the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Golly, I'm about to get excited. And Psalms 110 says that because people say, well, you know, Elijah, God, he, he doesn't change. You're absolutely correct. Because in Psalms 110, God says through his psalmist, through his prophet, through his King David, who is the type of the Lord Jesus. Now, David wasn't always a type of Jesus, you know. It'll be, did you, did you understand? They won't always a type of Jesus. But during this time, he's operating in this anointing, and God says through him, I have sworn and I won't repent. I won't change my mind. Talking about Jesus, prophesying about the Lord Jesus. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I, I agree with you. God doesn't change. The idea and proof was always that Jesus would be a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Now, there are different principles in, in tithing that have been shown, that are shown in the order of Aaron, but you can't, you can't get mixed up in the principles and leave the heart. Oh, my goodness. There are different principles that we see that are true, that still apply today, but you cannot enhance the principles and miss the heart of our father Abraham whom we're to look to see the Christian life is supposed to be this is a, I'm way off topic but the Christian life is supposed to be a whole lot simpler than what we've made it you are supposed to look to Abraham the father of your faith and to Sarah that gave birth to you and then also, because Hebrews 12 reveals to us too that it's even simpler, we look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, the founder of the movement. That's what that means. The founder of what movement is he talking about? He's talking about, he talked about it in Hebrews 11. He talked about it in Hebrews 12 in the beginning. He, Jesus is the founder of the faith movement. Not Kenneth E. Hagen, not E.W. Kenyon, not Kenneth Copeland. Jesus is the founder of this movement called faith. Ooh. And here's what I'm saying. Jesus is our priest, but not only priest, he operates in a dual role here as he sits upon his throne. He is, ladies and gentlemen, the priest that rules on the throne. But he's after the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek is king of Salem. That is, watch this, watch this, Hebrews 7 verse 1. For this Melchizedek, watch this, king of Salem and priest of the most high God who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him to whom also Abram gave a 10th part of all 
first being translated king of righteousness. Oh, aren't you glad he's the king of righteousness? And then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Remember what we read in Zechariah, in Zechariah 6, verse 13, he will bear the glory, shall sit and rule on his throne. He shall be a priest on his throne and the council of peace shall be between them both, between Jesus and the father. And because we believe in our faith is in Jesus, we have access to that same peace. Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, is our peace. This is what he, this is the role of the king of, of the, this is the role that Jesus plays as king and priest in your, in my life. What does it mean that Jesus is my prophet? Let's break this down here. For, for it means Jesus is the prophet. He's anointed. There were only three groups of people that God anointed, the prophet, the king, and the priest. Uh, what does it mean that Jesus has been anointed as the, my prophet? What does that mean? Point number one, it means I can hear God. I can hear God. I can hear from God. Uh, Jeremiah 31, 34 says, no, no man shall teach his neighbor and every man is brethren saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. John 10, 27, Jesus says this, my sheep hear my voice and I know them, watch this, and they follow me. Jesus is saying here that you and I are his sheep. When we are born again, when we place our faith in him, when we confess Jesus as the Lord of our life, you and I are now his sheep that hear his voice. And if you haven't done it, all you have to do is simply call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. Just say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in what you've done for me. God, I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come into my heart and fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. Amen. It's that simple. It's not this long ritual. You got to spaz. You got to froth at the mouth, foam at the mouth. You, it's not all that. The, the word is nigh thee. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. It's the word of faith that we preach. What is the word of faith? The word of faith is justification that's found in Jesus alone. The word of faith is not Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. No, it's not. That's not what Paul, Paul didn't have that in mind. The word of faith in the proper context of Romans 10 is justification by the work of Jesus Christ alone. But let me move on because people don't like when I say that. Uh, Hebrews 1, verse 1 through 2. He says here, we're talking about Jesus being our prophet. And because he's our prophet, because we've accepted him, we're now his sheep. Because we're his sheep, what do we do? We hear his voice, just like a prophet. A prophet uh, is a seer, but, he, but he, he hears from God. Jesus said in John 10, 27, I'll say it again, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Hebrews 1, verse 1 through 2 says this, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers, watch this, by the prophets. Listen, you can't, you can't get any more uh, clear about this point, point number one, than this right here. Watch this. He's spoken to us in times past by the prophets, has in these last days, here it is, spoken to us by his son, 
whom had he is appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Now listen to him now. He says he in the, in, in the in times past he spoke to the fathers by the prophet, but it, the prophets. But in the last days he's speaking to us by his son. Ladies and gentlemen, if people wonder what language does God speak? Does he speak Hebrew? Uh, does he speak uh, German? Does he speak all the? Here's the language that Jesus speaks, or that God speaks. Excuse me, I gave you the, the I, I spoiled it. God speaks Jesus. That's the language that he speaks. He's spoken to us now in these last days by Jesus. Jesus is the very language of God. If you don't speak Jesus, you don't speak God. If you cannot articulate what he has done, the finished work that Jesus has done, then ladies and gentlemen, you're not talking. What am I saying? It, 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 talking about faith. That's what I'm talking about. Because, see, your life and mine should be this ongoing conversation between grace and faith. First person I heard say that was a spiritual mentor, Pastor Jeremy Pearsons. But it's so true. In the last days, he speaks to us by Jesus. In the last days, you don't have to go up to a, uh, a mountain. You don't have to go up to, to, to Buddha because Buddha ain't got nothing, man. I, I tell you, Buddha and Luda, they ain't got nothing, man. Luda! They ain't got it, man. Who, the only person that has it is Jesus. Jesus is the anointed one. Notice, in the old, oh, I'm getting excited. Y'all gonna have to excuse the yelling. In the Old Testament, you had to go to the prophet in order to hear from God. In the New Testament, no one comes to the Father except through him, the prophet, the priest, and king. Let me calm down and move on here. What does it mean? Point number two, we see that we see in point number one that now we can hear God through Jesus. We see that that in the last days that that it, He made it so that He speaks to us by His Son. He He speaks to us by Jesus. What does it mean that Jesus is my priest? Point number two, it simply means that I can talk to God. Zechariah, we were just there. Let's go back over there. Zechariah 6 and verse 13. Yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory and shall sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be a priest on his throne and the council of peace shall be between them both. The council of peace is between Jesus and the father. You understand? It's between Jesus and the Father. Peace is provided by the vine. And the branches get to bask in the glory thereof. In Hebrews 4, we're talking about Jesus being our priest. Because he's our priest, we can talk to God. That's what that means. Because he's my priest, I can talk to God. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast, watch this, our confession, talking, speaking, saying the same thing that Jesus has said, the same thing that God said. For we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. That makes him the perfect sacrifice and substitute for your and my sin. 
Let us therefore, in light of this, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Let's come and talk to God that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus is the Christ, ladies and gentlemen, and he approached the Father for us. Now we can approach God every day and every moment because of the blood of Jesus. This, this is, I mean, this is so beautifully uh, revealed to us in Hebrews chapter nine, verse 11 through 12. This is one of the reasons why Hebrews is probably my favorite book in the Bible. Hebrews, man, as a little kid, just an insight into my life, as a little kid, anytime I bought a new Bible or a different translation, the first place I would turn to in my Bible was Hebrews chapter 11. Because I love the Hall of Fame of Faith. I love Hebrews chapter 11. So Hebrews is my favorite book. And it talks about and has to deal with Jesus being our surety. Uh, Jesus in, in the role, the rest that you and I are, are, is now made available to you and I by the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, by what he has done for us. In Hebrews chapter 9, though, in verse 11, it talks about what I just read, that we can approach God every day uh, because of the blood of Jesus. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 says this, but Christ came as high priest, watch this, of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained for you and I eternal redemption. If that doesn't set you on fire, your wood's wet. Because of what Jesus has done and what he's done alone, you and I have a right to come into the throne. You and I have a right to come in and bask in the glory. Ooh. You and I have a right to call God Father. Man, I had to preach this to myself. Golly. John 20, verse 17, before Jesus did what he did and ascending, excuse me, there up to heaven. Jesus said to Mary, do not cling to me for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending, watch this, to my father and your father, to my God and your God. This is what Jesus has secured for you and I in the priestly role. I tell you, he is taking care of the sin issue once and for all. You and I are not to be conscious of sin, but conscious of righteousness. Being dead to sin should live under righteousness, as Peter uh, writes it by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Dead to sin, alive under righteousness because of the finished work of Christ. Point number three, uh, Jesus, what does it mean that Jesus is our king? Because Jesus is our king, we can walk with God. I can walk with God. Revelation 17, 13 through, excuse me, Revelation 17, 13 through 14 says this. These are of one mind and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war with the lamb and the lamb will overcome them. For he is, watch this, Lord of Lords and king of kings. We're not talking about Triple H. We're talking about the real king of kings. And those who are with him. Ooh, 
I'm t- man, I've, I've been screaming this whole episode, man. But I'm telling you what, this is exciting stuff. Those who are what? With him. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I are with him. We can get into the party because we with him. You, you, you ever know a party that had the guest list? And they say, oh, no, 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 oh, bro, you, you can't come in here. But then when the man who's running the party pulls up, mm, and he pulls up in that fine limousine, he pulls up dressed to the nine, man. Maybe he's wearing J's. Maybe he's wearing Gucci, whatever you want to put on him. You dress up this person. This is yours. You, you, you take over with this imagination. You take over with this picture. But I tell you what, he pulls up. And he gets out of the car, the slow motion, the slow motion, man, and the music playing, everybody's eyes on him because they know this is the big honcho. This is who the party's all about. And he puts his hand around you and he looks at the man, the bouncer at the club with his list and he says, it's okay, he's with me. It's okay, she's with me. You walk into that party with confidence, not because of what you what what you could earn, what you could merit, and couldn't get you on the list. But when he pulled up, ooh, and he said, "Hey, they're with me." That's what we see here in the Book of Revelation, and the, he is King of Kings, he's Lord of Lords, and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. You and I walk in victory because of our victorious King Jesus. Romans 5, 17 says this, For by one man's offenses, death reigned through the one. Much more, much more, much more. Those, how much more, man? Those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. The Amplified says it like this, For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one, much more assuredly will those who receive God's overflowing grace and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, will reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. I hear people say, I'm ruling and reigning. Yeah, but honey child, you only ruling and reigning because you're with him. If you're not with him, if your affection isn't set upon him, if you don't set the Lord before you, ladies and gentlemen, we got to realize, just like I said in the podcast episode that might be controversial, but whatever, the podcast episode I did talking about blessed are the poor. We have got to realize that you and I are spiritually poor. The only reason we are made rich is because of what? Christ has done. Our focus, our affection must be towards the king. I only rule and reign because of what he did. People say I'm ruling and reigning. Yeah, but that ain't the end of the verse, honey child. You ruling and reigning by Jesus because of Jesus Christ. And as a result, 1 Corinthians 15, 57 lets us know what your life and mine should be and is in Christ, but thanks be to God (laughs) who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
He didn't, this is not thanks be to God who gave us the victory, but this is God, thanks be to God who keeps on giving us the victory. Victory is always coming. We don't pray for victory. We pray from victory because he's continuously giving victory. That's what the Greek word, if you look up in the Greek for yourself, study it for yourself. It's a continuous flow, a continuous flow of victory. Uh, the, the, the present tense, the continuous tense of victory after victory after victory. Yes, the victory that Jesus won is a one-time victory. It's already done. It's already completed. But the victory that he gives is continual. There's always a continual flow of victory. And so every time, every situation that pops up, he gives the victory. Uh, over sickness and disease, he gives victory. Over poverty and lack, he gives victory. Over depression and anxiety, he gives victory. Over the kids acting crazy, he gives victory. Over uh, feelings and thoughts of lust and perversion, he'll give you the victory. Over everything in life that tries to come your way, he gives the victory. Uh, you can't house, you got a house bill due, he gives the victory. Uh, the light bills due, he gives the victory. The kids need a new pair of shoes. He gives the victory. Uh, all these things, all in, yay, and all these things, he says in Romans, we're more than conquerors. Not by our, not by ourselves. It's through Him that loved us. This word "through" is like it's a channel. This is the channel that He gives the victory. The channel from which God transmits victory is through our Lord. Jesus Christ. Through who? Through who? I just saw that right now. I, I didn't even realize that. Wow, what a perfect, and that's my last verse. What a perfect way to end it. He gives us the victory through our Lord. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ. I, I, it may seem like I, I've had that all planned and thought out. I literally did not. I promise you. I'm right now in this moment seeing that we're ending how we began with Jesus Christ. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is the anointed one in his anointing. He operates as a priest because he's a priest. I can hear, excuse me, prophet first because he's a prophet. I can talk to God. I can hear from God. Excuse me. I'm just all excited. And messing up all my points, man. Let me calm down. Man, this is so good. What does it mean that Jesus is my prophet? I can hear God. I can hear from God. Oh, man, I tell you, in the last days, he's speaking to us by Jesus. In the, in the previous times, you had to go through the, pro, to the, the prophet. The prophet was the only way, was the only source to hear from God. But Jesus said that I'm the way. I'm the truth and I'm the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. He is that prophet. He is the prophet. I tell you, and because of that, we can hear God. He's the priest. What does that mean? That means that you and I can talk to God and he is our king. What does that mean? We walk victoriously because where the word of the king is, there is power. There is power that he has bequeathed to you and I when we are in him and we have been brought, grafted in. We have been brought into this place of victory, place after place, race after race, victory after victory. That is what you and I are called to. And all these things happen. Uh, uh, what is a, uh, 
to summarize, how do we summarize all these things? The fact that he is the prophet, the fact that he is the priest, the fact that he is the king. What, how can we sum it all up? We sum it all up in 1 Corinthians 15, 7, uh, 57, apparently, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, the prophet, through our Lord Jesus Christ, the priest, through our Lord Jesus Christ, the victory. Victorious King. Man, I tell you what, I am still so thrilled in that, man. I literally had no idea that that was going to be my last verse and it had Jesus Christ at the end, man. God is so cool, man. But let me read that to you in the Young's literal translation. And to God, thanks to him who is, watch this. This is a literal rendering of these verses. Who is giving us. This is continual, keeps on giving. He who is giving us the victory through our Lord, Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast episode is not meant to unfold everything about Jesus Christ, what that name means, what that um, place of, of Messiah means. I, I can't, I, there's no way, there's no possible way that we could cover it all in this one episode. That's why this episode's shorter. I said, well, listen, we ain't even gonna try it. What it's meant to do is whet your appetite to look at and study for yourself the fact that Jesus is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. Oh my goodness. In him, uh, all things, uh, in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's all in him. And ladies and gentlemen, by the person of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ is in us. And this is why Revelation says that Jesus has made us kings and priests unto our God. And it's only because of Jesus Christ. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much for Jesus. Oh my goodness, he is the Christ. Because of what he's done, we can hear from you, Father. Because of what he's done, we can talk to you, Father. And because of what he has done and what you did in him, reconciling the world to yourself, because of this, we can walk in the victory. We can walk in his victory. So therefore, Father, we, uh, we understand that in this world we will have tribulations, but we are of good cheer because Jesus, our big brother, our prophet, our priest, our king has already overcome the world. And we give you praise for this in Jesus' name. We praise you from victory, not for the victory, but we praise you from the victory. And we say thanks be unto you, God, who continuously gives us the victory through our Lord, Jesus Christ. Guys, I love you so much. Thank you for being a part of Greater Than Podcast today. My name's Elijah Merle, and don't you ever forget this. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.